0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in this country the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending the woman. Well, it's that time of year, right, when we start looking ahead to 2011 and and kind of citing all the trends and things that we should be anticipating for the new year. Well, trendwatching.com is an independent and opinionated trend firm. They claim to scan the globe for the most promising consumer trends, insights, and hands-on business ideas. Well, guess what? They've come out with their top list of trends for 211 2011 Um, in fact they say it's the brief overview of 11 consumer trends and I found these really really interesting Uh, much more depth to it um, online but here's just a brief synopsis number one uh Trend Watching is saying random acts of kindness is really going to be up on us in twenty eleven. And, you know, there's no reason to wonder why, right? Um, you know, we can't spend more, so let's let's be more generous, let's be more kind. Um, companies are going to be monitoring consumers' public moods and act upon them with random acts of kindness. Uh, So in other words, one-to-one marketing will continue to take off. Urbanomics, I thought this was interesting. It's uh, really the rapid global urbanization of business and how it's no longer just in my backyard, but it's, it's global. Ah, uh, pricing pandemonium. Um, we know that pricing will never be the same in 2011. At least, according to trend watching, we're all going to be looking for deals. We're so used to finding the deals these days that 2011 uh, companies are going to have to be offering up even more deals. Um, made for china thought this was interesting trend watching says expect an increasing number of western brands to launch new products or new brands dedicated to consumers in emerging markets including china online status symbols um yep guess what? Uh, We're going to be supplying uh, customers with kinds of symbols, virtual or real world, that helps those consumers display to their peers their online contributions, the things that they love, the things that they like. Um, Socialites and Twinsomers, I thought that was interesting. More consumers will become curators. They'll be broadcasting, compiling, commenting, sharing, recommending, connecting. Really, it's about that social engagement kind of on steroids. Um, We're going to be more generous as well. Um, Just as I said at the top of the show, we're going to be giving, donating, sympathizing, empathizing more and more. Um, You know, we're going to be looking for planned spontaneity according to trend watching. Uh, You know, we can actually not have to stick to our rigid plans and use ourselves or our smartphones to, to kind of seek out really, really fun things. Um, you know, eco-superior products are things that we're going to be consuming. It's beyond green. They're superior to polluting incumbents in every possible way, according to Trend Watching. And we're going to be renting and sharing more as well, as opposed to just continuing to buy and buy and buy. Anyway, thanks to TrendWatching for this fabulous list. I hope that you can check out more from trendwatching.com. Well, our first profile today is Gucci girls, single women in their late 20s, early 30s with a higher income, very fashion conscious. There's almost 2 million of these women out there today, median age of 29, employed full-time, no kids, and single. Keeping up with fashion, seeking style and change, enjoying to get out and just shop, even if it's window shopping, not necessarily buying. Ambitious and money-driven, really seeking to get to the top of their career. And, And how much they make is really a barometer of their success. They're willing to try new Stores and brands not particularly loyal, and they love to entertain. Entertain people in their homes, shopping with friends. Their relationships and close circle of friends is really valuable to them. They're shopping at Nordstrom's Neiman Marcus, Banana, New York and Company, and Taylor, Ralph Lauren. They're driving Infinity, Cadillac, Mercedes Benz, and Nissan, and they're wearing Kenneth Cole, Gucci, of course, because they're Gucci girls. Calvin Klein, Chanel, Barrowang, and Guess. Uh, what are they reading? Well, they're checking out Shape, Entertainment Weekly, Vogue, Self, L, The New Yorker, Cosmo, and Glamour. They're watching Lifetime, Bravo, HGTV, TLC, VH1, E, and MTV. And they're on iVillage, MySpace, Travelocity, Blockbuster, eBay, USA Today, and eHarmony. Well, my guest for this program knows all about those Gucci girls and beyond, um, especially when it comes to how to brand themselves and finding their unique brand to the world. Marshawn Evans is actually a reinvention strategist. She's also the founder of Me Unlimited, a parent company that really is the parent company to many, many diverse and very, very interesting and engaging businesses. She is what I would consider to be a serial entrepreneurial in the best of ways, an author and also an attorney, a former uh, third-place runner-up in Miss America, and also was on NBC's show, The Apprentice. More from Marshawn Evans when Purse returns in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. First strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money.
1: Think about it. You work so hard with your
2: existing clients. How much time do you have every day to recruit more clients, expand your business, and add more value to your service? Let WebmasterRadio.fm do the work for you.
1: We're the premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network with shows like SEO Rockstars, SEO 101, and SEM Synergy. We can tailor an ad campaign
2: that includes 30 seconds every hour and a 30-minute special every month plus the banner ads and links you need to reach our built-in audience and our legions of loyal listeners and podcasters. What you charge in Hours for Service is all it takes to get started on the
1: fast lane to growing your business. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today.
3: Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia. Strong ROI made simple.
0: Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Her strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Marshawn Evans, reinvention strategist and uh, the founder of Me Unlimited, which is really a fabulous, fabulous entity uh, that encompasses everything about, of course, you, not me. Marshawn is also an author, an entrepreneur, a lawyer, among many, many other things. Marshawn, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to have you. You know, you are a Renaissance woman, if there ever was one. But before we get to everything that you do, tell me a little bit about Me Unlimited and all that entails.
4: Well, with Me Unlimited, we are in the business of empowerment and reinvention. And a lot of times people ask me, you know, what exactly is a reinvention strategist? And um, it really is, I think that most people desire to maximize their calling in life, whether it's in business personally, with their relationships, with their brand, just across the board. And so Me Unlimited focuses on how people can unlock their potential, how corporations can um, reinvent themselves and um, connect with their consumers as well, whether it is um, helping people feel fantastic about themselves so that people feel better about that brand and trust that company more. So there are a lot of levels to it. Um, and I've had the privilege of working with a lot of professional athletes, women entrepreneurs. So I love what I get to do in helping people and companies reinvent themselves.
2: Well, and personal branding is such an important thing these days, especially with, you know, the Internet and the fact that your brand lives on forever in a lot of different places. But, you know, your personal brand is multifaceted. You know, you're you're an attorney, international speaker, a business consultant, an author, a founder of many, many businesses, Mm -hmm. including Marketplace Women and Edge 3M Sports and Entertainment. If you would, tell us a little bit about how you got started and what led you to develop these various facets of your personality and your profession.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, I have an overarching mission statement, which is my purpose statement. And just like a company has a mission or vision statement that helps the company stay on track, I have to have that as well because I think I have entrepreneurial ADD, Mm -hmm. um, where it's very easy to get pulled into a lot of different things. I'm in the business of helping people with ideas, So sometimes I have to fall back on this purpose statement to make sure that I'm staying focused, but at the same time it also has helped me to expand with strategy and in the right way. So my mission statement is to accomplish all that God has predestined for my life with purpose, passion, and persistence, and to inspire others within a spirit of excellence to do the same. That's my mission statement. So, when it was, uh, when I was working at a a large law firm, one of the largest in Atlanta, and I started meeting professional athletes, and um, I realized, at first I thought I just didn't like the law or the practice of law, and I realized I, I was able to do a fellowship where I was working with single moms and helping them keep their homes or get their unemployment benefits, and I realized I just didn't like the area of law that I was practicing. I loved helping people, so being involved with the law in a way that I got to help people fit my mission statement, and so I ended up leaving, and oddly enough, starting a sports agency. I had no desire to go into professional sports. I didn't take any sports law classes. But I did have a desire to help people, and particularly to help athletes make better decisions, position themselves, grow their businesses. And I found that I had a unique talent to do that. So it kind—I kind of fell into starting a sports agency, and it just so happened to be very blessed, and it grew very quickly. And um, I learned a lot. It was a great way to learn about working with men in the workplace and how to be taken seriously, how to negotiate, and I feel much stronger for entering into that field. But I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a, a goal to go into that arena. And sometimes that's how the best things start, just by following your intuition, paying attention to what you're being told in real time, and jumping in, in, in the moment when an opportunity presents itself.
2: Well, it does sometimes take a leap of faith, doesn't it? But also having extreme confidence in yourself and your abilities. and it's clear that you've taken that confidence to the the national stage. You talk about working with men. My goodness, you worked with one of the hardest men in the world, Donald Trump. You were on NBC's The Apprentice and led that team to victory. That That had to be an experience. And, um, you know, I'm sure, too, that Miss America also really helped prepare you for kind of, um, taking yourself with grace um, mm-hmm. through through all the things that you've had to, to struggle with. I'm sure to get mm-hmm. to where you are today, you were Miss District of Columbia, third runner-up in Miss America. Talk a little bit about how both The Apprentice and Miss America really did open doors for you and helped uh, kind of continue your direction in kind of the national spotlight.
4: Well, you know, getting to Miss America was a seven-year process. I had competed in Texas for several years, um, competed four times at the Miss Texas competition and always finished in the top five or as a runner-up. And uh, um, for the audience that doesn't realize I'm an African-American woman, and in Texas they had never had an African-American woman win Miss Texas in the 90-year history of the competition. And so I ended up moving to Washington, D.C. for law school, go to Georgetown. And had an opportunity to compete at Miss D.C., won the Miss D.C. pageant, went to Miss America, and finished third runner-up. And even in being there, there were so many um, different opportunities just personally. You realize that sometimes you're going after one goal, but you end up accomplishing a purpose much bigger than yourself. I was at Miss America during 9-11, September Mm -hmm. 11th. And to be there in New Jersey in Atlantic City, New Jersey, just a hop skip and a jump away from New York, you know your priorities changed, and um, that experience showed me a lot about your motivations and why you 're going after something and you know I had a great experience there. you know I ended up with over fifty thousand dollars in scholarships. It helped me pay for my law degree at georgetown um, but really it you know there 's a much bigger purpose behind a lot of things that you do and For me, having that experience, being there at Miss America during September 11th, it just showed me that sometimes things don't go exactly the way that you want, but you really can accomplish so much more just with the lessons you have learned. And for people to be writing me for months afterwards just saying, you know, you inspired me. My talent song was to I Will Survive, and that's what the country really needed to hear. So I went for one reason, and I was fortunate to have a good experience From a scholarship standpoint and a placing standpoint, but it was, it was so much bigger. So that showed me that platforms that you're given are designed for more than just yourself. And if you have a purpose driven approach to business, you end up inviting more opportunity. So I think that's one of the things that helped me get on The Apprentice, having a much bigger perspective. And, you know, the the best parts of that show really had nothing to do with, um, you know, meeting the Donald, although he is, You know, unique to meet, and his hair looks much better in person than it does on (laughs) television. Um, But, you know, just the the impact that you have on people's lives from watching how you present and how you carry yourself, that really has meant a lot more than just the opportunity to meet somebody famous or to be on a national stage. Having that perspective, I think, for women especially, because women really want to be fulfilled in their careers in in a unique way. And so having that perspective, I think, makes us actually stronger in business because we're more purpose-driven and we can be more focused.
2: Mm-hmm. And you really, you know, you, you talk a lot about staying true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Talk, if you would, a little bit about how someone listening today, if they haven't actually spent a lot of time thinking about themselves and how they, they approach the exterior world with their own brand, how does someone go about determining their unique brand?
4: Well, you have a brand, whether you realize it or not. The question is whether your brand is working for you. Mm -hmm. And your brand is, most importantly, it has to be authentic. It has to be a representation of who you have been designed as. You know, what are your unique skill sets and talents, and what is it about you that makes you you? A, A lot of people spend too much time looking at other brands trying to determine who they want to become versus unlocking who they already are. and. As a reinvention strategist, I always say my goal isn't to change who you are. My goal is to help you change what you do so you can be who you are. Mm. And through workshops and boot camps, I actually just held a boot camp called Me University, a business and branding boot camp. You know, we help people with the specific strategies. I think in this day and age, people need a, a... Playbook, not just a pep rally. So yes, you can be anything that you set your mind to, but how do you unlock your brand? First, you realize that it has to be authentically you. Take the time to assess what your actual skills are, what it is that you're good at. What are the things that people compliment you on on a regular basis? What is it that you find natural joy in and doing, and and what would you do if, you know, if money were no factor? Mm-hmm. And so that's really where you start to build your brand. Um, you know, your brand is, a, is about other things. It's about your image. It's about how you come across. It's about the message that you create. But so many people make branding very complicated, and it's a great business to be able to make it complicated for people, but I think it's, it's best for people and it's most fulfilling for people if you make it simple. So to me, branding is about one thing, and that is perception. If all the other words that people could come up with and definitions, it's simply about perception. What is it that other people think about you? What is it that the world, how does the world perceive you? And when you're figuring out your brand and the process of branding, is really about creating perceptions that create the buy-in to get you to where you want to go. So there are a lot of ways that you do that we actually I'm actually about to start a new um, university teleseminar that will start in January on advanced branding and it's a six weeks core six week course designed to show you how to maximize your brand through speaking through writing through expert positioning where you present yourself as an expert in your industry um, and all of the different ways that you do that even learning how just even if you 're in corporate america how learning tips about sales psychology and strategic information sharing with your communication, how all of that positions your brand. And I will tell you, Maria, I was really cautious about getting into this branding world as a trainer and speaker because I felt like it was such a big buzzword, almost Mm -hmm. like diversity, where now it's the new thing that everybody's a branding expert. And um, I didn't want to, I think that a lot of times people are taken advantage of because they have this strong desire. But um, my approach is very different, and I, I felt like I wanted to be able to give something that was just authentically me and I didn't realize that what I was doing was actually called branding for myself and for my clients. I just looked at it as consulting and development but at the end of the day it is about positioning and, um, and perception and that's what people need to know and it is something that no matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, no matter what experiences you have or you think you don't have, you have enough to get started with where you want to go. So you have to start where you are.
2: Right, and some of it just requires some self-reflection, doesn't it, as you said? Mm -hmm. And um, a good place to start, I think, would also be taking a look at your book, Skirts in the Boardroom. And when we're going to come back, we're going to take a quick break. I'd like to talk a little bit about that book and why it was such a bestseller for women. More from Rashaun Evans when we return in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2011 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 28, 2011. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2011 IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now.
3: If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com.
0: CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan,
2: And we're back. Joining me today is Marshawn Evans, reinvention strategist at Me Unlimited, a parent company she established that is is all about branding and and finding your true self, your true north, as I like to call it. Um, Marshawn, you had a best-selling book called Skirts in the Boardroom, A Woman's Survival Guide to Success in Business and Life clearly did very, very well for itself. Why do you think the book took off the way it did?
4: Well, I think for me, it was an extension of me. We we were talking before the break about your brand being authentic, and I really had to push my publisher to even stick with the title, Skirts in the Boardroom, and to stick with you know they wanted the cover to be black and white and I had to push to make sure that there was pink added into it and just from a visual standpoint the brand had to be a reflection of me and to me my business brand is geared towards that sex in the city generation of women it's not traditional stuffy business and it's not just fluff but it really is a mixture of both style and substance because that's who I think that women that's who we are today Mm -hmm. that's what we want to understand more about and um you know even just the movie itself demonstrates that women there's an audience for us being spoken to in a different way and so the book was an extension of me and i think it fit into a niche area that i don't think a lot of books really targeted but also skirts in the boardroom is really designed for mind body and soul approach to developing the whole woman in business Um, But very practical strategies on communication tips, on branding, on negotiation, on your leadership style, gender differences in communication. And these were the things that I struggled with. These are the things that I had to learn to deal with and things that I felt like I I learned um, to handle and excel at, and I wanted to give that back. And the boys have had the good old boys network for a very long time. It's time for us to create a good old girls network, and that's what Skirts in the Boardroom was designed to do.
2: And you really did create a network. You've got a whole community around skirts. Tell us about skirtsintheboardroom.com.
4: Skirtsintheboardroom.com is really a great resource for women to connect together, to learn information from each other. Um, there's blog postings and tips and advice, and um, we have a lot of different projects that we're working on for 2011 as well, So, in, including a women's conference. So um, I encourage people to go to Skirts in the Boardroom regularly, and also MarshawnEvans.com, and just to find out what's going on. I'd love to hear from I love to hear from people and get ideas, and also to hear how the book is impacting them. I'm working on the next book, so it's always great to get that feedback on maybe what they didn't hear, what they want to hear more of, so we can pour that in. And it really is about paying it forward, so we can continue to inspire and give to other people. Now, the S in skirts, the first S in skirts, stands for sisterhood. And I do believe for women that's one of our strongest business assets. You know, in working together, we can go much further than we can thinking that we there's only room for one of us at the top. So working together as a community really is what men have learned to do for a very long time. And women have been pitted against each other for so long. Um, we've been told that the male style of leadership is the only way, and it, it's not. So we re- I think Skirts in the Boardroom is designed to really break down some of those barriers, teach us to work together, and give us individual strategies, but also in the in the form of a collective community at the same time.
2: Agreed. Absolutely agreed on that. I think men have worked together very, very well as a community, and, and women, if we band together, can be much more successful, I think, at that. Um, I know, too, having read quite a bit about you, that, you know, it's not just about fame, money, and earthly visions of success. Mm -hmm. You kind of are working for a greater good. Talk a little bit about Marketplace Women and what it really means to you.
4: Well, Marketplace Women is a ministry designed for women of faith in the marketplace. And, you know, I've had some, some phenomenal experiences I feel very blessed to have had in being in the Miss America pageant, being on The Apprentice being on two television networks like CNN and ESPN as a commentator. And I, I look at those as extensions of my calling and my ministry. And a lot of times, you know, we think that you have to be in a church or in a faith-based environment to minister. And and I don't I don't look at it that way. I look at it as, you know, I've been given these opportunities, I think, to show other women how they can maximize their calling across the board. And so... But also, you know I think women of faith want to understand better how to maximize their calling in the marketplace so it's designed for practical business strategies from a, from a biblical standpoint, but really I get to the nuts and bolts of here's how you have to brand yourself here's how you have to negotiate here here are contractual considerations that you need to consider and, and to keep in mind and here's what you don't need to compromise on and try-